Hi, it's Dr. Sandy Laura Kramers coming to you from Visionary Eye Doctors and we're doing podcast number eight. Thank you for joining me on the EYE show. So we're going to talk today about styes, uh, what are also called cordiolums or chalasia. This is a very common condition and I was kind of surprised because when I just got back from vacation, we were gone for a couple of weeks. I had a record number of texts from friends and families and neighbors about a recent sty they had. So it was kind of a shocker because I think usually when you go on vacation, you know, my friends have been very respectful, very rarely text me for medical issues. But as we were heading to the airport, uh, the first text came, you know, emergency neighbor kind of like, you know, please help me. I'm having a red bump. It's very tender. It's starting to get really swollen. It's starting to hurt. What do I do? And then we kind of go through the protocol, which we're going to go through today. We're going to talk about pretty much any, almost everything you've ever wanted to know about a sty or chalazian. And then when we're in the airport, second, you know, second, uh, second text kind of, you know, I have a sty. It's been there for a few weeks. It's really getting worse. It comes and goes what I do. The best text was as we were taking off, a friend of mine texted me and said, it's really swollen. This is, you know, killing me. What do I do? And so I'm trying to text, you know, this is what we need to do. I need to call in prescription to the pharmacy. Stewardess is saying, lady, please turn off your, you know, turn off your cell phone, that kind of thing. So obviously this has kind of become an issue. And then one of the key ones that made me want to do this podcast was when we were actually climbing the Alps and we had very little Wi-Fi and a text came through with a sty. I was like, that's it. I'm going to make a podcast that I will refer patients to for the rest of my life, that if you have a sty, this is exactly what you do first. So we're gonna go through what you do first, then we're gonna talk about treatment, we'll talk about what a sty is, and then we'll talk about prevention. So those are kind of the key things we'll do. So let's say you're tuning in and you have a little bump on the eyelid, and these can be very painful. They can really kind of ruin your, your day, sometimes your week. So the first thing you do, the first thing I do is I get a pot of water, hot as hot as you can stand it without burning your skin. I will use my finger or like a towel or a paper towel if I'm at work. As soon as I feel any bump or any tenderness, when you touch your eyelid, you should feel no tenderness. And if you are rubbing against your eyelid, your upper and lower, and you feel a tender spot, it means the meibomian gland is clogged. These are these glands that look kind of vertical like white piano keys we've talked about in previous podcasts and videos that should not get clogged. They allow the oil to come out so you don't feel your eye. So when there's a pressure, meaning the orifice, the opening is clogged, there's a pressure buildup and that will basically cause the swelling and pain. So the first thing you wanna do is take some hot pot of water. I take a hot cup if I'm at work, I'll microwave it. I'll take my finger or a towel or a Q-tip, dip it in, put it right on the bump, massage it, almost like popping a pimple safely but keep doing it. When it gets cold, dip it back in. And you're right, focally right on that bump. And I tell people a hundred to a thousand times a day. And the reason why I say that is because if you get on top of it at moment one, an hour one, day one, you're gonna save yourself a lot of misery. If you wait even one or two days, scar tissue sets in at that orifice and the chance of needing a surgery or a surgical procedure is much higher. So you wanna get on top of it right away. And if you do not have time to deal with it, you're too busy, you don't have time, we're gonna go through the options. So number one is warm compresses, a lot of heat, 
as often as you can without burning the skin. So the goal is to not burn your skin because if you burn your skin, you won't be able to do any more heat. So you want to kind of find that balance. And every patient's a little different based on their skin type. Some people can tolerate a lot of heat. People with rosacea may not be able to tolerate a lot of heat. So they might have to do heat, a lot of heat, but then cool on it because it makes their skin very red. So that's number one. Number two is massaging. You massage it, try to milk it out. It's like kind of milking the cow. You're trying to milk each gland to kind of push it out. So you're just gently pushing. The, the pushing is technically kind of going uh, from the bottom part to the upper part on the lid, lower lid margin. And on the upper lid margin, you're kind of going from the top to the bottom. That's the orientation of the glands. So on the bottom lid, the glands point upwards. That's where the oil comes out is at the tip at the top. On the upper glands, they're pointed downward and they kind of go, the orifice is at the bottom. So you're kind of trying to massage that way. When I'm cleaning my eyelids routinely, I just clean vertically. I use my fingers and I just kind of push and vertically checking to make sure I have no pressure in the glands, that there's no sty forming. So if you see a friend and you say, you see there's a little redness on their eyelid, say something. Sometimes people don't notice until it's too late and then they can have a lot of discomfort from this. So you wanna push and massage without hurting your eyeball. Uh, this is something you should be doing every day, the cleaning, the gentle massaging without hurting the eyeball. So that's number two. Number three is you want to clean the eyelid to kill the cause of that sty. So all of us are covered with bacteria and mites, everybody. And these are good bacteria and good mites, but we just do not want them near the eyelid margin because they will go into the orifice and they'll cause inflammation and scar tissue. And the two key components are Staphylococcus aureus, which all of us are covered with, and Demodex mites. And these are real creatures. They're real things that move and we can see them under the microscope and we can culture them. And, and we, used to take, we used to take eyelashes, like pluck them out and put it under the microscope to show the patients their Demodex mites. Now we don't do that anymore, but it's still there. So you wanna clean the eyelids and there's now many ways to do that. There's tea tree oil, which is a favorite of mine. Uh, there's many ways to use tea tree oil. We've talked about in previous podcasts and videos. So find the type of tea tree oil that works for you if you can tolerate it. Some skins can't stand it. Some people don't like the smell. Sometimes it burns too much. Sometimes it's irritating. My personal favorite is pure tea tree oil in a bottle that I use. It lasts for about a year. I tip the bottle, tip it back, take what's left in the top, which is almost nothing. Take off the top and on the inside is just a little bit of tea trail. That's all you need. I take a wet Q-tip or wet towel or wet tissue paper, clean the inside off. Even my finger I've been known to do if I'm too busy and then just clean my eyelashes like I'm brushing my teeth. You wanna brush a little bit without hurting your skin or eyeball, just like you brush your teeth because these bacteria like to hold on to your, to your tissue. So whether it's tea treol or something called Claridex, which is a tea treol wipe. I have one sample of an Optase wipe, which just came out, which I do actually love. I have no stock in any of these companies, um, but it doesn't burn as much as Claridex and it does work. I've tried that before. Uh, so those are things you can do. There's hypochlorous acid, which is a spray that kills uh, mites on contact. And so there's many kinds of spray, Avanova, which is available on Amazon, Accusin, which is still prescription, Optase, which has come out with a, a spray. Those tend to work very well. So you want something that will kill, it says on the bottle, kills Demodex, because that tends to be a very common cause of a sty, especially if you are Caucasian or you have ocular rosacea or rosacea in your family. For some reason, which actually I think we know the reason, though it hasn't been proven, Patients with rosacea have a lot of blood vessels on their skin, and these mites love blood. They love to suck our blood, and they love to suck our, you know, that, that 
kind of probably the sugar in there we that we think or whatever it is they so people who have surface inflammation are more often noticed to have demodex mites and patients with facial rosacea it's been shown that they have more mites as well so anything you can do to keep your your eyelids clean would help a lot and then the fourth thing you want to do immediately is get a prescription for an antibiotic steroid ointment or drop. I prefer an ointment because it just stays on the eyelid longer. So I'll tell patients, do the heat as much as you can right away, do the massaging, do the cleaning, and then take the ointment on a clean finger. This is what I do. Just massage it into the eyelashes. Blink a few times if you need it to go in. Most often we do that. It doesn't hurt the eye usually. And usually you use it twice a day. And you use the tube until it runs out or until the sty kind of goes away. And that uh, steroid is basically going to try to decrease inflammation to try to open up that scar tissue at the orifice before it really forms a big scar. The antibiotic is going to kill the Staphylococcus aureus, but it's really mostly a sterile infection in the sense that when it starts initially, the sty is scar tissue, it's inflammation. It's not so much the back, it's not like dangerous bacterial infection. So we don't necessarily need that antibiotic component in everybody, but in some patients, the bacteria will take advantage of the situation and then end up with a very bad infection called the preceptal cellulitis where the bacteria literally creeps into the skin and starts to basically creep all over kind of around so that's why we use that antibiotic steroid uh, cream so what are the treatment options besides doing that right away? So of course, that whole thing that I just mentioned is called lid hygiene. So warm compresses, lid hygiene, keeping your eyelids clean, doing the warm compresses. Uh, number two is steroid injection, where we take a little tiny needle, we inject it right into the sty. As you can imagine, it is not fun. It is not very comfortable, uh, but it does work. And if you catch it early, so the treatment options depend on when we catch it. If you catch it early, it's gonna be less uncomfortable and less expensive. If you catch it past one month, if you wait a month to come see the doctor, it can be a completely different ballgame. So many years ago, when uh, about seven years ago, we went on, we went camping, and we, uh, you know, when you go camping, there's not that much hot water. So I come back, I get my first dye ever, and I was completely shocked because it was very painful. And I had worked on it, I had done everything I just told you, warm compresses, I was doing all this heat and trying to, but it was like, I think of Monday and I was really busy at work. And so by Tuesday, I was, I was like, you know what, this week is gonna be absolutely crazy. And there was gonna be zero time to take care of this. So I did option number three, which was excision. So I had one of the surgeons under the microscope before the day started, which was a crazy day. We're both very busy surgeons. I said, just take it out, you know? So we went to the slit lamp without any anesthesia. He took a scalpel and just slid it open. And it was very painful, <laughs> but you know what? I wasn't gonna deal with it. So that was option three. Now, did I lose my meibomian gland? This was before mybography before this technology, which I've spoken about in previous podcasts that allow us to see our meibomian glands, I didn't know. Nobody knew what you know excision kind of really did to your gland, um, but it completely destroyed that gland, of course. So, uh, so it was worth it. But at the same time, I had enough glands, thank goodness, that it wasn't a big issue. Uh, some patients don't have that many glands. So we wanna know ideally what the glands look like before we go to option three, which is the gold standard, that's excision. And uh, another friend of mine recently had, well, actually a couple years ago, had come over. Um, he came into you know my house and he looked at me and he's like, get rid of this. And he pointed to this big, long sty, a big sty he's been dealing with for about two weeks. 
And I said, well, I don't have any anesthesia at home. I was like, just, I have an important meeting. Can you just get it out? I was like, but I have no anesthesia. It's gonna be really painful. And I, he's like, I don't care, I don't care. I have a really important meeting. I was like, I will only do this in my house if you let all my kids watch. And he's like, I don't care, just go ahead. I said, okay, so we sit down in this big leather chair and I say, okay, hold on tight. You're gonna, you're gonna punch me. He's like, I'm not gonna punch you. I'm like, you're gonna curse. He's like, I'm not gonna curse. And so I had all my kids watch. And the reason why I had all my kids watch with his permission is because I am a mom, like a lot of moms who tells your kids, wash your face, but they don't listen. And a lot of people don't listen. And I wanted them to see why every single day I've been making them do the warm compresses and cleaning for so many years, just like I make them brush their teeth. So he sat there and he held on and I took a scalpel and I did just what my, my friend who's a surgeon did and cut it open. And he started cursing, Mary Mother. <laughs> like, started cursing as much as he could. And it was very painful and it went away, thank goodness. But it was quite the experience for my kids to see, okay, yes, I need to clean my eyelids because I do not want to have this type of pain. Luckily in the office you have anesthesia, so it's much less uncomfortable, but that anesthetic needle is uncomfortable. So in many, many respects, if you catch it early and you decide to go the surgical route, the anesthesia and the excision are about the same kind of pain in general. So we do the anesthesia, of course, but some people choose not to have anesthesia as I did. So uh, that's number three. Now, those, uh, those options, so excision, steroid are covered by insurance. The fourth option, which is new, is called intense pulse light. We've talked about it before. I've showed you a video about how the machine works, but this bright light is basically a way to open the orifice and liquefy the oil. And so we've treated now about 20 patients with acute styes, uh, which is basically meaning it just recently happened, the closure, and we can open it. I've found that if the sooner we catch it, the more likely the intense pulse light will work. So it's basically this machine is a bright light that basically we place right along the eyelid or right where the sty is if we're just treating the sty and then we go into the microscope and we express it and then we videotape it because it's really amazing to see the pop of oil come out and it's very satisfying because the patient will save the gland and there's very little pain. So we do like IPL. Uh, most people need about two or three sessions. If you wait four weeks, it's not as effective. So if you catch it early, it'll work. If you don't catch it early, it probably will not be enough. The other thing, IPL is not covered by insurance, so it can be pretty pricey. So in patients that have minimal glands, we recommend uh, doing IPL. My booming gland probing is something else we've tried. Again, that is something that's not covered by insurance. We take a microscopic probe, put it into the gland and try to express it. I find IPL works better than just probing alone. Together, they work probably the best, but we're waiting for randomized controlled perspective studies to kind of prove that. So that's number one, two, three, four, five. Uh, number six is doxycycline. It's an anti-inflammatory pill at 20 milligrams. And we use that to kind of keep the glands pumping and maybe kind of keep it open. It's not been, as far as I could find, anything proven to help with styes, but we kind of will use it as an anti-inflammatory. If somebody develops a preceptal cellulitis where the infection is going across, we'll give doxycycline 100 milligrams twice a day, which then works as an antibiotic. But that does mess with your gut flora. So another reason to kind of treat it early. 
things like inserting autologous serum, platelet-rich plasma, core blood serum, stem cells, I have not done yet. And I don't think anyone in the world has done that. So what is a STI? So STI, uh, which can be spelled S-T-Y or S-T-Y-E, uh, also known as a corneolum, is an acute inflammation. So the meibomian gland is a sebaceous cell, just like your, you know, if you have acne, you have obviously, you know, kind of uh, pimples and stuff. Uh, that's a holocrine cell, meaning the the oil, when the cell produces oil, it just, the whole thing pops open and it produces its oil. And so when there is inflammatory cells that go into the gland, it can form scar tissue. So really it's what's called a lipogranulomatous inflammation, one of the most common inflammations in the entire body. And it's the fat, the lipo is the fat, the granulomatous is an inflammation. And it, if it becomes kind of more of a scar tissue or chronic, it's called a chalazion and or chalazia. And so that is what we're talking about. So that's the whole uh, component of this. And so we're trying to decrease that inflammation uh, just in general. And the prevention of it is also crucial. So like I mentioned, keeping your eyes clean, blinking a lot. The reason why I got so many texts on my vacation is because people, a lot of people are on screens, like I mentioned to you before, um, you know, the teachers that we've seen this past year, which was kind of a surprising thing to see so many teachers and children getting sized this year. Uh, of course, when you're on vacation and there's no hot water, you're not cleaning your eyelids like you usually do, that can lead to a sty. Uh, I'm all for diet, of course, the less sugar, I'm convinced though this has not been proven, the less Demodex, the less uh, bacteria maybe. So that's important. So the cleaning, the tea trail, the blinking, the warm compresses, that's how you basically prevent it. And then what can this be confused for? So the when you look at a sty, most often it's a meibomian gland, but if somebody's getting recurrent styes, I tell them to basically do the tea tree oil twice a day. And I yet to, I have not seen yet a patient who's had a breakthrough sty who has tea tree oil twice a day. Now there are patients that still can get it and we will do IPL, uh, but really rare. So generally IPL is one of those things we repeat to keep the meibomian glands going. But tea tree oil for us and our, our patients has been really helpful to keep it usually under control. If it still breaks through, you still get recurrent styes or re really red eyelid margins, we always worry about a cancer. So sebaceous cells, squamous cell, even leukemia has been reported as a kind of a pretend uh, chalazia. So you always think about those different things. So those are the key things that people should know about styes. Uh, if you have any questions, let me know. I think uh, there's nothing else I wanted to cover. Let me just make sure the last thing I'll mention is that mybography helps us see if you've had a previous sty. Don't forget that you should never notice your eyes in the morning, believe it or not. If you're sticking or have morning stuff, clean it off. If you see your child waking up with crustiness, clean it off. It's actually really not normal to do that. If your eyes are clean and you're cleaning at nighttime, you really won't have that stickiness. And that stickiness is that combination of the bacteria like staph, mites like Demodex, old cells and you want to keep it clean because if you don't it will clog the orifice and lead to problems so hopefully this was helpful please send me your comments thank you for tuning in have a great day